Hello, and welcome to episode 121 of the Not Your Mom's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, think about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by a bevy of brilliant bitches, and that tonight is Alicia Carabinus, Ashley Velasquez, and Bianca Batty. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hey. What's up? <laughs> What's up? So, <laughs> so tell us all about yourself and what you're doing. Uh, Alicia, how about you go first? You're first on the screen. Um... My name is Alicia Carabinus, and I'm a rabble rouser. Yeah, you Yay! are. Also, I'm hostile. Mm-hmm. God, you're so hostile. <laughs> um, also, I guess I'm a PhD student at Purdue, but these other women are so much more important than I am, so you should listen to them. Not true. Equally, equally as important. There's a fair share of importance to go around. I mean, we're all great, but I like you all best, so go ahead. <laughs> Ashley, who are you, darling? I'm Rakia. <laughs> I'm Jones. And I am a bitter black woman. Mm-hmm. What? What? That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I like video games. I like Sarah Vickay. I have a cat named Pippin. I do things in second language studies. Yeah. yeah. That's you, all right. <laughs> I'm with you, Rakia. <laughs> Thank you. I really want to change my name. First of all, I'm tired of people telling me I'm not black. Mm-hmm. So you figure well, if you change your name to Rakia, they'll think you're black? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Rakia to be Cicely Jones. Like, Jones is pretty neutral. <laughs> I feel like for a last name. Um, and I think I want to go by Chalet. <laughs> what the fuck did you get Chalet? That's what my mom was going to name me, Rakia Tanisha Chalet Jones. Oh, Not Jones, but I put Jones in there. Yeah. Mike Jones. You choose the last middle. <laughs> You're a complicated motherfucker. <laughs> You're complicated. <laughs> you I only have one middle name. Okay. I, technically, I only have one. I can have as many as I want. Thank you. You can. And I'm besides saying, your name, I only have one. When I saw your name, I thought you were black. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you were white, I would say that was racist. But how about instead we talk to Bianca? We're going to have to delete half this podcast already. It's been going for five minutes. It's a record. <laughs> well, this is going to be the shortest podcast in the history of Night and Mom's Game. <laughs> We were like, we talked for two hours. Why is our podcast five minutes? I had to cut everything else. Because <laughs> we're the fucking that worst. Bad. <laughs> Bianca. Yeah. Who are oh. you? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, my name's Bianca Batty. Um, and I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> you want to take your name? I, I'm, I'm cool with my name. Bianca Luciana Batty. It's a good name. It's you know? very Italian. It is very yeah. Italian. Yeah. I'm, I got married and I still kept it. That's how much I like <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, that, that's the cool last names club. You can't, you can't change Batty. it. I was, was like, of course you can't change your name. No. You have to be Dr. Batty. Like, that's 
That's who you are. Why would you be anything else? Exactly. Yeah. No, um, I'm going to change it to Carabinus hyphen Bab so that I'm as complicated as possible. You got to add more letters. Yeah. Yeah. Just more and more to that. So, but I'm Bianca Batty. I am a PhD candidate at Purdue in literary studies, uh, looking at video games as contemporary literature kind of stuff. So, that's the abridged version of me. <laughs> No, I kept it short because everyone else is lathering. <laughs> you know what? Fine, I'll be quiet. <laughs> no. All right, so we'll jump into next. Now that we know who's here tonight, what you playing? So, what have you folks been playing this week? Well, I think everybody knows because we stream yeah. for our marathon. Yay! Mm-hmm. Which we should say. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yes. Um, the we donation site is open until the 29th of February. So if you missed it or were unable to donate um, during the actual 24-hour streaming marathon, you'll still have ample time to do so. Yay. Woo-woo. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go first then um, since, yeah, everybody knows just about what we've been streaming. I mean, what we've been playing <laughs> and streaming. Um I played some Skylanders because I streamed that with my kiddo for the Mammothon. And yes, we are saying Mammothon because we are we were are raising money for the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Get it? Mammothon, mammaries, mammograms. <laughs> <laughs> um I also have played for the Mammothon and after um the new little puzzle platformer Unravel, which is beautiful and two hundred shit tons of fun. I've got it, and I haven't started it yet. I'm really excited to start it this weekend. It's so fun. Um, And I also played King's Quest uh, Episode 2. And other than that, I've been playing a whole lot of Yo-Kai Watch (laughs) on the 3DS because I'm a little bit addicted. Um, So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Fire, the new Fire Emblem came out today, and I was going to go buy it, but I was up, like, playing Yokai Watch, and then I was sick today, too, so I didn't buy it. And I'm like, but I got all this Yokai Watch to play. Sick, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rinsing down cold medicine with wine at night is fun. Right, Bianca, <laughs> what about you, darling? What you been playing? Yeah, I've played a lot of Until Dawn for (laughs) Marathon, like five and a half hours. So much for you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, so that was fun. Actually, it was a lot of fun. Um, A lot of my friends and family were watching and chatting, so good times were had by all. I'm probably going to stream the rest of it this weekend. Um, in a continued effort for promoting the Mammothon, so yeah, that, I guess yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do that. Uh, I also had a um, conference today, the Louisville Conference um, of Le- of Literature and Culture since 1900, I believe is the whole title of it. Yeah, <laughs> the long one. It's a lot to remember. Um, but I presented a paper on um, the Magic Circle and doing a, sort of a postmodern reading of that. Um, so I've gone back to that and played a little bit more of that in preparation. And I also played a game called Pony Island a little bit 
the past week, um, which does has some similar postmodern techniques involved, I feel like, as far as meta-narrativity and stuff like that goes. So I've been thinking about doing a larger project incorporating both those games. Um, so I've been sort of playing these games in preparation for, for that. So that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. Well, I think what you left out of that yeah. is that your presentations and your ideas are super smart. Oh, well, shucks. I'm and in fact, stuff. in fact, since we're all three on the podcast, yeah. Bianca and Ashley and I are all presenting together later this year. Yes, we are. Oh, my God. In a few months. It's going to be the best presentation ever. You guys need to hold on to your butts. I need to write that we paper. We are donations. <laughs> yeah. We gotta work yeah. on it. It's gonna be awesome. Mm -hmm. It'll be a lot of fun. Road trip. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> That's the part right there. Uh, it's not hate. All right, Ashley, what you been playing, darling? A uh, lot of state of decay, apparently, and I'm not dying. <laughs> you? So. Yeah, you're doing it's great. Time. Thanks. I'm pretty pretty happy with myself. Um. <laughs> Destiny, of course, you know, got to shoot some people, uh, and <laughs> Unravel, which I really enjoy, um, and This War of Mine, The Little Ones, I just started, which is heartbreaking. Mm, yeah, that's a heavy game. I can't, I can't. It, I haven't even gotten to The Little Ones part. I was going to ask if you had gotten any Little Ones yet. No, I haven't picked it up since the the mama the mamathon. Um, it's been a busy week, so my I'm hope I'm hoping to play some more tomorrow and see if I get to the little ones if I can survive that long. Oof. Mm. But even without that aspect, it's it's heart wrenching. Mhm. Mm cool. Yeah. Alicia, what about you, darling? What you playing? Well, I played a little State of Decay also. Mm -hmm. I streamed. Um, you can find that on our YouTube channel. And I played a little bit of Her Story because I'm working on that. But the longest thing that I streamed was Metal Gear. And it was really funny because I was on Mission 30. And for those of you who have played the game, the difficulty kind of ratchets up around this time. So it was maybe not the best time to stream. It was also known as the the night I died three thousand ignoble deaths. Um, <laughs> so I went back and listened to portions of my stream. It was really funny because I was like hiding in a corner at one point. I was like, "There are so many guys everywhere." Uh, I did make it finally. I got a really terrible score on the level. I'm gonna go back and play it. But uh, God, it was fun, even though it was really frustrating. I love that game. For all the stupid bullshit associated with Metal Gear Solid Five, it is just really fun to play. And that's all I have. Okay. <laughs> well, our usual uh, is, and I know we've all had a couple of interesting weeks around here, so I'll just ask the simple question. Is anybody reading anything interesting these days? I mean, that's no. what we do. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's Maybe I agree with that. No. <laughs> well, in 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 um, new media, you guys were reading that interesting book on new narratives, and we yeah. talked about data narratives and how wonderful they were. I don't know if wonderful is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Everything is awful. <laughs> Everything is awful when you're part of a team. And, and Alicia accused me of depressing the hell out of her in every class I teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depressing. Well, you know, is it me? Is it life? You know, sometimes you gotta ask those questions. <laughs> Pretty fucking depressing. Yeah. Welcome to the world. I'm just going to sing all the really sad things to And that will make them so much better. Well, since you're singing, we'll get to the next question, which is a very important one. What are you drinking? <laughs> Ooh, pick me, pick me. Alicia. No. <laughs> pick somebody else then. I've picked you. Tell us what you're drinking. Okay. Well, right now I'm drinking um, a whiskey ginger with that mm. um, toasted caramel bourbon. And Ashley can now verify that shit is as good as I said. You drank what, it. How do your I know? Thing. Mm-hmm. I drank what for my birthday thing? My toasted caramel whiskey because you drank like half my flask. Am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> and folks, I said... It works. <laughs> yeah. Earlier. No, I liked it. I remember. It was good. It is good. It's very smooth. Earlier, though, I was drinking. I had bourbon last night. <laughs> Do you, would you like to go? <laughs> no, no. I was drinking the Wells Banana Bread Beer, which is really good. It sounds terrible. It's so mm-hmm. good. Delicious. Banana Bread Beer. Yes, it tastes like banana bread. Yeah, no. It does not have the same effect as banana bread. You do not feel as full, but you feel much better. I think I'd rather have banana bread and a glass <laughs> of beer. Well, it was good. But that's it. That's what I'm drinking now. That's what I was drinking. And also wine and also misery and also the tears of my enemies. <laughs> Jesus. Important things, important things. Yeah, yeah. Bianca. Oh, I'm bo- I'm I'm boring Bianca tonight. I'm uh, I'm just drinking some tea, trying to get my my caffeine intake at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on my my prelims right now. I'm working on my reading list. I, oh yeah, I gotta get down to business. <laughs> you got a long night ahead of me. Working for a living. Yeah. Cheers. Don't let me. Why are you letting me saying this is terrible? Sam, edit all that out. <laughs> nope. Keeping every bit of it. <laughs> Ashley, what are you drinking? I am drinking an Oliver wine. It's called. It's a Zippendo. It's 2012. It's delicious. It's oaky. I love it. Where's mine? Um, in the bottle in my apartment. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'll be right back. I've got to go over to Aiden's house. <laughs> oh, Welcome. Come on. I. We'll go next then. Since I'm I bet the last you have one. some friggin' Vandermill that you're not sharing with everybody. I am not drinking Vandermill. I am also drinking wine this evening. I am drinking. <laughs> Alicia laughed because I found this hidden stash of wine <laughs> that mm. I had bought um, when we were traveling, mm. and then I put up and forgot to and forgot um, forgot that I put it away. Um, who and I was forgets looking, about wine? Huh? People who have a lot of wine privilege, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fucking wine <laughs> privilege. 
You know what? And in this case, because this week has been so fucking awful, I will acknowledge my privilege. I don't make fifteen thousand dollars a year, so I can buy a bit more wine. Oh, did you have to go there? I'm acknowledging Thanks, my privilege. Sam. I'm acknowledging my I'm privilege. Rubbing it in my face. <laughs> that in that my was face. not what I was trying to do. So what you're saying nope, is we all need to come over and drink your wine. Don't your you always? Secret wine. <laughs> no, when's the last time we were over there, Sam? I know, it's been, we haven't had a game night, and we, we need to have a game night. Yeah, so we can drink all your wine. <laughs> drink anyway, all wine. tell us what kind of wine you're drinking. I am, because the wine came from Michigan. I bought a couple of bottles of cherry wine. Oh. Yeah, I did. You remember, don't you? I yeah, I, I don't sure. know how I did not remember. I bought that wine. <laughs> so um, this is actually um, the I only bought two bottles. This is the second bottle. I cracked open the second bottle tonight um, of cherry wine. It's really good. It's like a tart cherry juice almost. And you can really just drink it and not know it's wine until you finish the bottle. <laughs> But I would not recommend that anyone sit down and down a bottle of wine. It's not good for the Constitution. It's not good for the Constitution. Hey, science keeps telling us that wine is good for your body. <laughs> I trust science. Yeah. Well, I don't know about cherry wine, but it's really good. So, right. And I'm going to be sad when this bottle is gone. <laughs> mm. But it's um it's a Michigan wine from the St. Julian Winery. Well, everyone hates you. What else are we going to talk about? Who else do we hate? Hate, 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 hate everybody. Hate. Well, hate yes, there's everybody. a lot of hate to go around. <laughs> this, this, this entire semester, there's a lot of hate to go around. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and it's it's interesting, and I and I posted this in one of the blog posts in the last couple of weeks is that I think we kind of brought this on ourselves (laughs) because we started out this year. Think back. We started out this year saying, okay, so we've, we've for five years, we've been talking about activism, doing activist work. Most of it being online. It's time we take that shit more to the streets. We said that you remember Mm -hmm. that in a podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have been called upon every single day, every single week, every single, well, it's only been two months, month since then to actually put that shit into action. So I don't know whose fault that was. We spoke that shit into the universe, and so it is. And so it shall be. You did it. (laughs) You know, I just want to say that if everybody would stop being so stupid... You wouldn't have to do this shit, and we could take a fucking break. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. The logic is sound on that. That's pretty sound logic. <laughs> I know a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah. This is known. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So, I, because I will not take voice, I will not, I will let you guys share what our current situation is, because we've talked about, I think, anyway, our, our whole um, Black Lives Matter slash hands up, don't abort fiasco on campus and the shit we had to deal with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but this week we're dealing with something a little different. Mm-hmm. Or right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's been going on. It's been ongoing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Alicia, tell us about it, darling. Me? Yeah, I'm putting it on you. Because you mm-hmm went over there. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm diplomatic enough. So we've been told this week that we are misallocations in the department at Purdue, um, except for Bianca because she's on fellowship. She's very fancy. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, okay, yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> it's I, good. I'm Hang very on. privileged in yeah. that regard, but no, I good. want Here's to support the, thing. the cause. So. Oh no, we. I I love you. I didn't mean to call you out in that way. That's not what I was okay. to do. I was just saying you were very lucky right now. I am. Um, I am that for sure. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to say this without talking for 20 minutes. So I'm just going to say that this week, with everything that's happened to me, as I wrote about mm-hmm. on the site, I feel very undervalued, as though the universe does not value me as a woman, as a gamer, as an individual, as a person, as anyone with authority of any sort. I feel like my university does not value the work that I do. And uh, really just fuck everybody. Fuck everyone, get money. (laughs) (laughs) My final word on the matter. Somebody else can rise. But it's an interesting situation. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, I mean it, it. It is a question of of what gets valued and do, what doesn't. Right. And and one of the things that we've talked about in a million different ways at a million different points is how the work that we do, even as scholars, in the academy, is so valuable in the real world. Mm-hmm. And then we work within an academy and I'm talking about the academy in general mm-hmm. um, that just doesn't see what's going on in the right. world around well, Hang on. Let's frame that because I didn't. I was too pissy and now I'm listening and we need to frame it. And here's the frame. It's a very broad frame. Continually across the country, I don't know about globally, uh, Instructors, graduate students, faculty, everyone in the humanities continually undervalued. And if you don't know, you need to be aware that people are getting fired, let go, pay cuts, students not getting the classes they need because we don't need to write anymore. <laughs> I guess. In this digital world we live in. Well, it's it's but it's more than just writing. It's way more than that. It's more than just writing. It is yes. the way that we think and communicate. Mm-hmm. It is the way we it is the way we form our ideas and voice arguments and engage with other people. Mm-hmm. We don't just teach writing. We teach all of those things. Mm-hmm. And that is why what we do has always been so important. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. And and you know working and living on the internet, right, and seeing how people operate on the internet, we can see where that lack is, right, which makes it even more or seem and feel even more nefarious Mm -hmm. 
when we when we get to a point where we see the resources to do the kind of work that we think needs to be done being cut. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're there. Mhm. Mm yes. Sorry, I had to sneeze. I had to mute myself. Actually, <laughs> you know what? Let me backtrack. I'm going to change my answer and I'm going to say no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, what I no said makes sense, right? I mean, I guess. <laughs> in as much as you do. Um, it doesn't make sense. My husband studies engineering, okay? And he's continually the most valuable person in the room doing that because he knows how to write. Mm. Because he knows how to think, how to put information together, how to hierarchize things, um, and the engineers around him don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, and like I said, it's it's it's, it's work that it's, it's things that they need to know for the workforce. It is things that they need to know to operate on the internet, right? I mean, because we see people on the internet go after people using faulty arguments, using unethical... Gee, we're going to see that this week. <laughs> Woo! Using unethical <laughs> um, means and methods to attack, discredit, and... Um, to, dis to attack and discredit people who have made, in many cases, valid arguments against them, right? It's like it becomes one of those no-you situations, right? Mm -hmm. It's like so you make an argument and you say, well, here's why you're wrong or here's why this is problematic. I'm being diplomatic here. Um, and then rather than saying, I disagree with you for these reasons or I agree with you, but here's what I mean. It becomes no personal attack, personal attack, personal attack, right? And we've seen it over and over again, even when in the work that we do, when people dogpile, right? It's like, oh, so-and-so wrote an article about this. Hey, Sargon, have you seen this? How many times have we seen our shit show up in uh <laughs> in in stuff that's been tagged to Sargon, right? It's like, hey, have you seen what they wrote over here about so and so? Right. So yeah, we're, it, luckily we're not in important enough to be a huge focus. Thank yeah, God, because I would really hate to have to deal with him. Um But you, I mean we have to we have to recognize that this is the shit we see all the time. This is the shit. It's the same tactics and the same strategies that we've been dealing with for years in terms of online harassment. It is the same shit and the same tactics that we are seeing televised on national news. It is the same tactics and strategies that we have seen narrativized in fictional, fictionalized accounts in television shows, and everybody's like, yeah, that's really fucked up. But when it happens in your face, on your campus, right in front of your own damn eyes, people are like, huh? Well, he must be a horrible person because these 50,000 people over here said that he is, even though that shit is clearly dogpiling by a national organization. You guys remember when Sam wasn't going to say very much and then she got really passionate about something? 
<laughs> and with that, I'm going to sip on my wine. Do we want to be a little bit more specific about what you're talking about or not? Nah? I mean, I think not. <laughs> it's not like it's, it's not like it's not all over uh, the news. Hmm? What? Then go ahead. Explain it. Well, okay. So there was a staff member on campus who um, called out the um, one of the local student organizations, campus student organizations, for as being as for a campaign that was racist. Um, but he said, "You are vile." He, and rather than saying this campaign is racist, he said, "You guys are a bunch of vile fucking racists." And he used a lot of language, which is perhaps why he was the center of the controversy. And others who also said, "This is a racist campaign mm -hmm. that we need to address," were not. Yes, right. I, and I have they said this. Him. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I have said this many times all over the internet. I would not have chosen the same rhetorical strategies he did in order to in order to address the situation. Nope. But as we said, this is a staff member um, who this is a staff member who works on campus who is not a teacher. And I think that our our subject positions as teachers, right, and even as parents gives us a, a bit more of an insight into how to best reach people and not immediately right. put them on the attack. But it, it also should maybe make us the subject of more scrutiny, but he's because he's not a teacher, because when he said what he said, which we'll get into in a minute, he was not acting as a Purdue employee. Uh, but it's a funny situation because there have been plenty of times when people have been fired for being really, really racist on the off opposite side of the coin, mm -hmm. even in not conjunction with their job, not in conjunction, you know what I meant. Yes. <laughs> Too much booze. <laughs> um, but in this case, administration, representatives, everybody was calling for this man to be fired or to resign because of the ongoing situation. Mm -hmm. Back to you, Sam, I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's a, it's a good point. So what took place after that is that there was this huge kind of uproar as the campus student organizations started to post everywhere that they possibly could something along the lines of this guy is making specific threats to rape female members of this student organization um, and file a formal complaint on campus about it, which and a lot of people got mobilized a to lot file of said complaint. However, yes. it turned out to not be true. Doesn't seem to be the case. Um, well, it, it was. It's, it's clear, right? Because one, when they were, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when the police were mobilized uh, and they went and talked to the student organization and they asked for proof, they were not able to provide it. Um, and then all the posts that they had made online were either edited so that they no longer read he was threatening to rape Purdue students or were completely removed from the internet or erased. All right, no, hang on. Yes. I read everything. I went back. I found everything on this situation. I found all the original posts, mm -hmm. the original conversations, even the things that were deleted. I've pieced it all together. Let me give a quick summary. Mm -hmm. 
And Ashley, why do I know these things? Because I am... A fucking wizard. A wizard. <laughs> a fucking wizard. That's right. Okay. I'm yeah. not. I just know how to use the Google. Imagine that. Um, I don't think that Purdue maybe necessarily... Ooh, maybe you should edit that to our university. <laughs> Knows how to use the Google. Um, <laughs> what we had here was an internet fight. Okay, mm -hmm. this person who worked on our campus got into an internet fight with somebody else who has nothing to do with our campus. Yes. About abortion. <laughs> about abortion rights and a hypothetical situation in which someone was raped, which is not funny, should not necessarily be used as an example in the way it was here, was phrased in a rather repugnant manner yes. by the staff member in question. Absolutely. But um, that's what it was, an internet fight. Oh, well, what if so-and-so, your wife and daughter, got raped? Somebody else saying, oh, are you threatening to rape them? The original man, the staffer, saying, oh, yeah, of course, I'm handing out free rapes. Here's the number for the police in my area. Clearly sarcastic, stupid, ill-phrased, thoughtless, somewhat violent, but not a threat. Mm -hmm. But because this group in question is so well-connected with national groups, mm -hmm. lots of people come flooding in, and they complain. And they, they pulled screen caps out of context to post online. Yes. That's why I went back and found the original. And it took me a couple of hours. Yeah. Because those sites are a nightmare. But I found it. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's really frightening that a few complaints can result in someone giving up or losing their job. Mm-hmm. For something that, frankly, a lot of people don't understand. These these conversations happened on Discuss, which is not a very common interface. No. Not used on major sites. Not everybody knows the ins and outs of how that works and how things can be deleted and how discussions are modded. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem, too. Right. When it comes it, to people it, investigating... Right. It becomes it becomes that I saw it on the internet, so it must be true, kind of thing um, that we see all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and even aside from that, when you talk about whether at what point someone um, loses their job, is fired, or gives up, which because he ultimately resigned, um, but he received death threats. His family received death threats. Um, there are reports that people in his department were even mm -hmm. receiving death threats. Mm -hmm. huh. But those are okay. Yeah, that's okay because it wasn't the student organization that was doing it, but rather the student organization's hit squad. Hmm. Things are fucked up. Yeah. All right. So and it, and it all boils down, and it all and it all kind of gets rinsed out under the guise of free speech. Right. Which is interesting. Well, I'm glad we could have this cheery discussion. <laughs> I like to take my depressing topics outside of the classroom. Every now and then. <laughs> mm. 
just for you, Alicia. But it's important to discuss what happens when situations can so easily be taken out of context uh, and spread around because we see it all the time. I mean, that's what a lot of Twitter is, right? Mm -hmm. And comment sections on major websites, which is partially why many news sites, um, sites that feature a lot of freelance journalism, whatever, have been removing comments sections because people will pull one line, one mm -hmm. insight, one moment out of a piece and blow it up into something it wasn't meant to be at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we don't need everything to teach critical thinking. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bianca. Uh, but we don't we don't need to teach critical thinking. We don't need to oh. teach critical thinking. We don't need to teach people how to argue. We don't need to teach people how to disagree. We've talked about this. We've been talking about this for years. We don't need it's to teach at all, guys. <laughs> all we really need are automated textbooks and electronic <laughs> quizzes, and everything is fine. Apparently. <clears throat> and they will teach themselves, and we get more of what we've gotten in this last couple of months. I mean, but... <laughs> You know, we don't need to teach people a, a, a rhetoric of, of disagreement, right? How to disagree with one another and not be complete assholes about it. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that I'm a bad person? Because I might be a complete asshole. No, you're not. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're fine. Like 80% asshole? You're only 80% asshole. <laughs> You're not complete. I think we have a title. <laughs> um, no, it is important, though. It is important because we need to teach people how to think through such situations, mm -hmm. um, moments, um, demands, and then think about how to present what they say and why they said it and who they're talking to Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that people can respond to situations. You know, and, and recognize that situations are different. Mm -hmm. It is important. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's, I think that everything that's been going on from this current situation to other situations in the real world and on this micro or in this microchasm that is our campus mm -hmm. makes this devaluing of the work that we do as academics feel like even more of a slap in the face. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, so there's all this sexist, racist, transphobic, misogynistic shit going on in the world and on campus, but that's all free speech. If the people that's directed at get offended, you know, they're a little too sensitive. So we don't need to teach our students how to more effectively communicate their ideas that may run counter to the ideas that others have or even teach them how to be respectful or fucking humane at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because... There's other money that we could take money away from you guys and give it to somebody else who, you know, is going to teach him, you know, about the fucking Mayflower Compact. <laughs> I don't know. Something. It doesn't matter because we're all going to be so busy being in poverty that we won't even notice. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. If you're curious what's going on here, you can search for the Lafayette Journal and Courier, the Purdue Exponent, and you can see news articles that offer a summary of some of the things we're going through. I mean, I think it's pretty interesting, though. I mean, but, and here's the thing, right? But we're still here, mm -hmm. right? As we I haven't said. given up yet, right? It's the same reason why going into the beginning of year six with Now Your Mama's Gamer, when we have our moments and we're like, why the fuck do we do this, right? Um. I have a sample situation. Yes. So this week we had a conversation about women in video games <laughs> and what women in games as in characters look like and how women in games as in players respond to that, mm -hmm. how people play, how they learn, how they think. And after all of that, with a special side dish of harassment, because we all know what that looks like. After all of that, we're told by someone, uh, guys, it doesn't matter because I've never had a problem with gender in video games. I'm a guy, by the way. <laughs> and it's fine. Everything's fine. BT dubs. I'm a dude. Everyone should just chill because things are fine. And this is what we hear all the time. Oh, it seems really hard for you, but things are fine. In the liberal arts, as educators, in the liberal arts, as researchers, as women in games, as gamers in games, no matter what we do, every step we take, we're told that any problems we experience, it's fine, guys, not a big deal. Everything's going to work out if you just pull yourselves up by your fucking bootstraps in some way. Chill out. Stop being hysterical. Everything's fine. It's always the people outside of our experience. Always the people outside of our experience who say this. Everything's not fine. It's not going to be fine. Sam's older than the rest of us. I'm older than the rest of you. And all four of us will experience this forever. Get fucking used to it. Oh, wow. Somebody's a little bit of a pessimist today. That was my yearly pep talk. That was your yearly pep talk. But this is the thing, though. So much pep. So much pep right now. This is the thing, though. You don't believe that. You can't believe that. I do believe that. No, you don't. You can't. If you believed it, you wouldn't still be fighting. You underestimate my love of fighting. I mean... Okay, for the rest of us who do not fight for the sake of fighting, you can't believe it and continue to fight because it serves no purpose to fight if yeah. you don't believe that there is the possibility, even the most remote fucking possibility of progress. For me, it's not even about the possibility as much as, like, the need. You the know? need. I'm like, here for the need. For sure. Um, and I don't know if I could live with myself if I didn't feel like I was at least trying to do something yeah. for that need. 
I don't know I'm if here that... with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The need. And 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 that's the thing, and and I and and that's a good point, and it's it's something that I say all the time. It's like I can't imagine not being a part of the fight, mm-hmm. and that's not to speak ill of anyone who doesn't feel that they can, right? But me and who I am as an individual, mm-hmm. I have to. I have no choice. Yeah. Maybe I got a little bit of that I just need to fight shit that Alicia's got over there, but probably not as much as Alicia has. I have plenty. If anybody needs any extra, I have loads of fights. Lots to go around. Stop the vocal fry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound less hostile. You need to work on that. I know. <laughs> it's bad. That and the resting bitch face. <clears throat> Look, it's none of it's resting. It's all fucking active. Isn't yes, it? thank it's yes. Constantly active. Mm-hmm. It's constantly active. It's constantly active. bitch face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. Me too. <laughs> I mean, but there's there's reason. There's reason, right? I mean, when we we look at what goes on in the world around us, right? Um. We look at how people who attempt to speak out and speak back at oppression are further oppressed and attacked, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Ashley and I wrote a piece this week that was a really good one, mm-hmm. talking about right. um, Beyonce's uh, formation video, right, and talking about, you know, Formation and and can we talk about that for just a second? How a bunch of people are boycotting her because they suddenly realize she's black. <laughs> like, oh shit, you guys, Beyonce's black. She's like, <laughs> we should boycott that. She was really just brown. She talked about hot sauce in her bag, not just hot sauce, but hot sauce in her bag. You're real black when you carry hot sauce in your bag. Trust me, I carry hot sauce in my bag. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, so it, it's that pushback, right? It is that, oh, you can be oppressed, and we can acknowledge your oppression, but if you speak out against that oppression in a way that makes us uncomfortable, then we got to let you go. <laughs> well, I think there are other layers to Beyonce's pushback than just that, I mean... If you consider the fact that we were just talking a little bit about Kendrick Lamar and, yep. and his mm-hmm. performance, mm-hmm. it's acceptable for him mm. to have such a such a message with such imagery, but for Beyonce, it's not. For and a I number think of reasons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I think there's a level of you know gender issues. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a level of um, I think to be white or not white but light privilege. Yes. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. There's no level of sexuality. It's not okay for her to express sexuality. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, which goes back to gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then her predominant audience. Yeah. So. And and I mean, and her history, yeah, right? Okay. Versus his. He's always been mm-hmm. outspoken on racial um, racial issues, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, that's just more Kendrick Lamar. 
right? He's a man. Yes, a black man, right? And it's kind of expected that black men in the music industry, for the most part, um, are going to be less acceptable, shall we say, to a more mainstream audience, right? Mm -hmm. So black men, dark-complected, um, with a history of with a history of discourse about race and racial issues in the United States mm -hmm. versus Beyonce, who is fair-skinned, um, has always been fairly mainstream when it comes to her music, mm -hmm. is a woman. <laughs> It's like, oh, you, 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 you come, you out of pocket on a whole lot of different levels, right? Okay. You, you're not, you're speaking in, you're speaking in, you're speaking in areas you're not supposed to speak in, right? I mean, and it's the same thing that if we talk about what we've seen historically, even if we go back to the Black Panther movement, women in the Black Panther movement were were silenced more so than men were, mm -hmm. right? They were not allowed to hold the same positions of leadership Everything within the organization itself. I mean, that's just kind of how it is in many organizations. Women are often silenced at the expense of the men, especially going back 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, we're gaining some ground. We're losing some ground in others. I was going to say, well, where, where are we gaining a life? Where you know? are we gaining? Okay, for, okay, so please, Lord, I know somebody out there is thinking, but Hillary Clinton is running for president. No, no, no. Um. I want to think about where, especially as black women, black women are gaining any ground. I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> because uh, today, today it was announced that police officers in the state of Maryland have to go undergo sensitivity training to understand that some people have issues and can't just stop, you know, freeze, whatever. One state about people. Nothing specific about any kinds of people. Nothing to help any specific kinds of people. Nothing to address any of the racism that's happened lately. But at least in one state in the entire United States, police officers have to undergo special training for the mentally handicapped. Meanwhile, all the other police officers are boycotting Beyonce. I was going to say, meanwhile, in, in Tennessee and what is it, fucking Tampa. and Tampa. And and then the the actually the their their union in Tennessee the fraternal order of fucking police has come out and said we shouldn't serve as her we shouldn't serve to protect her when she comes to town <laughs> right so it's not just and a can we talk about how that's saying we're not gonna do our jobs it is the entire system yeah and mm -hmm. people say. Oh, black folks is racist, and they want to want to argue with you when you say black people can't be racist because racism is a systemic issue that we have no fucking control over. But the fraternal order of police gonna come out and say, you know what, she don't like us, so we're not gonna protect her. And you know, I have feelings about Ashley. And I talked about this a little bit. I have feelings about the video for formation and some of the things in it. I don't know how much that is my place to speak on. And it really doesn't matter. When you're talking about this kind of response mm -hmm. and what it means for who we are and what kind of expression is allowed and accepted, quote-unquote, by the majority, 
and how if you break any kind of way out of that rank, the rank of the accepted, then you're shunned. And you start to lose not just privileges, but legal protections mm -hmm. under American law. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not going to do our job to protect this person. So when some shit does go down and someone decides to take advantage of the fact that you're not doing your job. Well, fuck you. And, hold on. And because she's not a stupid woman, she's not going to leave herself unprotected. If she hires private security to do that, and God forbid they injure or kill someone who tries to do something stupid, How's that going to shake out? They're not going to get the same protections. It's going to become some kind of argument about some group of thugs, you know, because they like to use that word, thugs that were serving as bodyguards for her that committed an illegal act of some sort. Does somebody else want to sing at this time? I really feel like I've dominated <laughs> No, you have a beautiful singing voice. Everything is awful. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect pitch. I don't have a beautiful singing voice, but I'm right. You are. Yeah. Good thing we have video games, at least, I guess. <laughs> I'm playing Peggle right now. <laughs> <laughs> Make me want to go shoot things in the game. Yeah. Let me let me say that because <laughs> come Monday morning, my shit gonna be back on Mitch's desk. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this has been pleasant. <laughs> But I mean, and and but it like I said, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Interestingly enough, we're still here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least for now, right? And for I put now. that in the show notes. I was like, but for now, we fight. Mm-hmm. But the 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 actuality of it is. Some of us don't have any choice. No, we don't. Mm -mm. I would feel bad if I stopped. Because yeah. for all that, I grew up sometimes homeless, mm -hmm. sometimes without running water, sometimes without good education. Um, there's always people who have it worse, and right now I'm pretty good. Things are shitty for me at work, obviously, because Purdue wants to, you know, make us disappear. Um, sometimes I get really frustrated with my work because people don't want to acknowledge what I think, just because you know I'm a woman. What do women know about video games? But I know things can be better. Mm -hmm. I know some people have it worse than I do, and I can't not speak up ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No matter the cost. I was I was talking with a colleague of mine in a different department this past week. She's been working on a 
project about online harassment and we've been kind of collaborating together and kind of talking about some of our experiences and we realized as I was talking about my own experiences with online harassment that I kept saying oh I'm pretty lucky you know I haven't really had it too bad um, but that narrative of I'm lucky yeah is so problematic too because just because I'm lucky doesn't mean things are great no um, I remember some very particular days when mm -hmm. things were not great and yeah. I think that that's one of the reasons why I feel like I have to keep doing it or at least that sort of awareness of that that sort of naturalized state of feeling like we're we're lucky at least in some case or for me I'm lucky but things still need to be better we're um, lucky because even though our locations at various times have been discussed extensively online at least we've never been swatted mm-hmm and at well, least no one's I haven't <laughs> right directly not threatened to rape us mm -hmm. specifically today mm -hmm. but lucky. the fact that I'm saying that I'm lucky that yeah, I haven't that's experienced lucky. that means that a lot of other people are yes. and that's that's not okay no yeah i mean it, you're right i mean even amongst our group mm -hmm. our experiences have been vastly different mhm mm and a lot of that is based on who we are as individuals, based on who we are in terms of what our ages are, what our races mm -hmm. are, what our positions are. Mm -hmm. All of those things have, I think, played some role in the level of harassment that we've, level and kinds yeah. of harassment. Yeah that we've experienced. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's true, right? So, I mean, sexualized violence is something that gets aimed at the younger folks in the group. For me, as an older person who is established, it is always the legal and professional violence. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, we have that we have that whole group of folks that thinks I'm a twenty-something-year-old white millennial <laughs> male, male, Not male. Yeah, <clears throat> clearly, <laughs> that's very you. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it, 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 there are all these different, I mean, because we talk about intersectionality all the time. Mm -hmm. But in addition to our feminism being intersectional, our harassment is intersectional. Mm -hmm. Everything is awful. <laughs> That's what we're going to call this podcast. <laughs> Does anyone yeah. have anything good to say about this life that we live? 
We have a good community. We yeah. do. We have a great fucking community. Mm-hmm. Every day, every day, I look around at the people that I talk with, work with, see, and we have a great community in meat space, if you will, in mm-hmm. the online world, if you will, and in far-flung areas of the universe. Mm-hmm. We have great people who are all working for a better experience mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, if we don't work to do good in the world, good won't be done in the world. You can't say I'm not going to do good in the world because bad's coming at me. (laughs) Because, as Alicia says, everything is awful. (laughs) Everybody's singing. I started something. You did. Yeah, did. But yeah. If everything is awful for everybody and nobody works to do good in the world, then the world just becomes a worse place. Mm-hmm. Proper fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch the Lego movie after this is over. <laughs> and turn the volume up really loud and drink more wine. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> about turning the volume up really loud. Yeah. But things will get maybe better or we'll learn to tolerate. And we'll keep fighting in other ways. We'll keep fighting. I mean, and the... Excuse me. I'm sorry. I should mute myself. I apologize. I'm fighting this cold. Even if things do not find themselves where we want them to be, we will know one thing, and that's that we fought. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. I would rather be in a fucked up situation knowing that I fought my hardest for it not to be fucked up than being a fucked up situation knowing I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And the fact that yeah, we we have the our community, so we're doing it all together. You know, we have each other's backs too. And I think that remembering that we do have a, a collective voice here, um, that we're all working together for this, helps me <laughs> keep going <laughs> too. <laughs> I'm grateful for every one of you, Ludes. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> And with that, (laughs) (laughs) oh, you're a horrible individual. I'm talking to myself, not anybody else. (laughs) Liar. (laughs) I'm just going to drink my wine. And with that, yeah. So that explains a lot about, I think, at least for me, why our posts have been so personal lately. (laughs) Because shit's just been real personal. We're having Mm -hmm. a lot of feelings. A lot of feels. And connecting them to games and game culture has helped us some, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or at least... Tech culture, techie culture. Maybe if we're lucky, next podcast. Yes, what's going to happen? Things will be better. 
<laughs> I'm like, what's gonna happen? I have I have some good news. Yes. And I'll leave you with this today. Everyone. Okay. I need good news. My students began the day, they were reading editorials blind, no authors. They began the day talking he he wrote, he said, he thought, he did, and they ended class by saying they, the author, being neutral, talking about the writer, and all I had to do was write he question mark on the board and I didn't have to say a word. Mm. Because we talked about these things before. So today a, a small group of young students started to think about their assumptions. That's really good. But they don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I'm sorry. I, I, I am I am I'm old and I'm jaded and I'm pessimistic, but that was amazing mm -hmm. that your students did that. It was yeah. great. It made me really happy and I told them that as they left today that I was glad that all I had to do was write a note on the board and they started to think about it. They've come that far. And that's what we do in mm -hmm. tiny increments at various steps along the path is to just ask the questions that no one is stopping to think about. And if they don't think, we can't make them. But some of them will stop and think and that's why we exist and that's why our work is important. important. I can't even speak. It's why we're important. It's why this is necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have to say today. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> well, I figure if I only have one thing to say. <laughs> you better make it good. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have a positive thing. Should we all say something positive? Yeah, fuck yeah. Positive. Let's do that. So I, I did might my need somebody to take my turn. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I did that lit conference today, right? And mm -hmm. I was super nervous because I looked at the program and I was the only person talking about video games. Mm -hmm. You know, all these lit people <laughs> talking about lit stuff. And I was like, oh boy, they're going to get was it. Was it lit, Bianca? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so I was really nervous, but like... There were actually like more than just two people who came to my panel, so that was nice to talk to an almost full room. Yay. And the discussion afterward was really great. A lot of people were like super into it, like, yeah, video games. What do you think this means for the way we think about like the contemporary moment? You know, how do we think about narrative? How do we think about play? Oh yeah, I watch a lot of Let's Plays. Like all these people getting into thinking about games in different ways and thinking about what it says about us. And that kind of gave me hope that my sort Aww. of traditionally stodgy field that doesn't really <laughs> like to, you know, get with the times. <laughs> we're like, getting with the times, you know? And I was like, well, if these, you know, people can do that, maybe that bodes well for the rest of us. I'm going to try to be hopeful and optimistic in this moment. <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> B, you brought them there because you're so smart about this stuff. Well, I'm just glad that my field's going along with things, you know? You. Having an open mind about the way we think about literature and the contemporary moment, narratively Very speaking. Cool. So. That was my my positive moment for the day. And you know what? I'm going to hold on to that. Have something positive. Congrats. Thanks. 
I felt pretty good about it. It was really fun, actually. Yay. Anybody else? Positive <laughs> moments to balance the hour of negativity. Oh, gosh. Okay, I got a positive. I got a positive. And maybe it's more than a moment. I think that the positives in our current situation and in the situation of kind of race relations in the United States writ large mm -hmm. is that the problems that we have encountered are calling upon us to collaborate, mm -hmm. to come together, to build communities within our own individual discourse communities and outside of those discourse communities um, in a way that only kind of catastrophic events can. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Because in many cases, we become too complacent and too complicit. And mm -hmm. having to come together over to some kind of catastrophic or traumatic event can help us to remember what it is that we could, should, and would be fighting for. That's almost positive. <laughs> you know, we're getting there. <laughs> I think that's the most with anything else, it's incremental, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll try to sound less curly for you, A.V. <laughs> try to what? I'm going to try to sound less curly. <laughs> It's not girly that's annoying me. It's a vocal fry. <laughs> well, I drank a lot. <laughs> you have to deal with it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, what are we going to talk about for the next episode, Sam? Here I am. I'm back. <laughs> she missed all that. <laughs> yeah. I missed something about girly and but other than that I'm back. It bumped me twice tonight. Where's where's Ashley's good thing? Where's Ashley's positive remark? She's all you guys can't see her, but she is sprawled out right now in her froggy robe. Lounging. Chilling. Mm-hmm. You have to come up with a positive or we don't let you get off the podcast. I had a bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, and it was full of glitter. <laughs> it was a wonderful bubble bath. Mm -hmm. It was self care. Yes. It was the fight. It was a political warfare of self care. Teach me your ways, oh yeah. wise one. Self care is important. Yep. It's called boundaries. FYI, to anyone listening to this podcast, I do accept donations of lush bath bombs. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and also wine. Hey, don't take my bubble I don't take the bath bombs. I got sensitive skin, but I'll take wine or vodka. <laughs> Just really sensitive. Lush, Lush has good products for sensitive skin, Sam. Yep, yeah, but true. most of them have perfume, which I can't take. Mm -hmm. That sucks for you. I'm very sad. Please send them to me. <laughs> 
Oh, um, was that Pippin? <laughs> yes. Pippin's like a tag in her face. <laughs> Cats. I have, I have bought... I bought I have bought an insane amount of stuff from from Lush before and I can't use any of it. That sucks. That's really I know. sad. Lush is really sad. <laughs> we Man. make Pete well Pete's the same way because she's got eczema so um, we make do in our house. We make bubble bath out of um, shea butter um, body wash and <laughs> everything is awful. <laughs> <laughs> we make do. We make do. <clears throat> All right. On that note, that brings us to the end of episode 121. AKA. Everything is awful. <laughs> but we're still fighting. <clears throat> um, and until episode 122, where Maybe things will be in a better mood. <laughs> I was gonna say things may not be any better, but we'll be in a better mood about them, <laughs> or at least better about hiding it because we won't be right in the middle of it. Hopefully, <clears throat> until next time, I'll put a link to the uh, to the mama <laughs> to the mammoth. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard. To the Mammothon website so that if you are so inclined, you can donate to help us reach our goal. Um, We set a, I think, a moderate goal of (laughs) $1,000. I say moderate. People are like moderate. So we set a goal of $1,000, and we are almost um, 70% 70 of the way there. Yeah. 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 So we've got a little bit to go before the end of the month. Um, every little bit helps. I'll post look, I'll post a link in the show notes um, so people can go there if they're so inclined. We'll also there uh, we'll be streaming um, more and more, but definitely with the goal of <coughs> excuse me bringing attention to um, the National Breast Cancer Foundation uh, charity for the rest of the month. Um, so that'll be in the show notes along with just the usual stuff. <laughs> and until we hit episode 122, where we'll talk about games and fun stuff, um, stay warm, stay dry. And as always, my friends, game on. Game, game on. Thank you.